The Run Culture podcast has always been a passion project. It was created to share stories and experiences, to educate runners and to grow the sport. Ultimately, to show that running is cool. The podcast has provided us all opportunities to listen and learn from some interesting people in the running world. Welcome to the Run Culture podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I am an all-out running fan and an accredited running coach, a marathoner myself and an experienced physiotherapist that specialises in treating runners. So, before we get right into the show, if you have enjoyed any of the previous episodes of the Run Culture podcast and they have added value to your life and you want to support the podcast going into 2021, then we have a Patreon page. It's linked to in the show notes. A small monthly donation will go a heck of a way to keeping the show alive. By doing so, you too can also feel fulfilled that you are doing your bit to promote and grow the sport. Also, for those runners interested or in need, links to my online strength and conditioning course for runners or run therapy, my physiotherapy clinic, are also in the show notes. Alas, enough from me. Here's this week's interview. All right. 100th episode. Welcome back to the Run Culture podcast. Uh, Today I've got something different. Uh, I'm chatting to three of the athletes that I coach, uh, Jess Dunsmore, Bevan Doers, and Damien Clark. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, guys. Happy to be here. G'day. First time on the podcast, Bevan. Yep. Excited to be here. That's interesting. Yeah, that's great. Um, What I wanted to do today was just chat about uh, a few of the things that we've learnt this year as a training squad. I think it'd be really interesting for everyone to hear um, and listen in. So we're always learning. Everyone's learning as a runner. Um, Damien, I'll get you to kick off uh, things. Like, we'll, because I really want to sort of focus on learnings because I think, um, yeah, that's what where other people can take something from this um, podcast. Uh, what have you learnt this year in, in in the past twenty in twenty twenty to twenty twenty one? Uh, in your running and outside of running. Yeah, I think I said this last time, like patience. Yep. Um, like things just click, but you gotta wait for it. Like it doesn't really click when you want it to. Yep. Um, but it does eventually, when you keep showing up. Yeah. yeah. I think things are starting to click now. That's actually a really good one. Like on the Facebook group that I run for, um, it's called the yeah, uh, Running Injury and Support, Training and Injury Support Group. Um, I asked the question, what does everyone get frustrated with from injuries? And um, of the five people that responded, four people said patience. Um, so it's something that's really hard. A lot of the time we want to get better fast and we always just try to force it. It's really hard to uh, listen to your body and then just uh, go, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't you know, try 100% every run. Um, yeah. Like, what, what do you have to say about that? Um, I think it's also like, learning what um, your body can take as well. Yeah. Like, I think that's a big thing for me now is I'm learning what, like, I need and what I'm responding to. Um, and, like, I think, yeah, that's something a lot of people can get. I know it's very easy to force and, like, write all these fancy programs down, but, um, I don't know, you just got to learn to work within yourself. Yeah. Some, sometimes you got to push, but... Yeah, to um, see the bigger picture, the longer longer term picture. Um, Bevan, you had an injury last year uh, with a base of fifth metatarsal stress fracture, and it was it sort of came a little bit out of nowhere. 
Um, but then once we sort of reflected on it, we sort of um, could see that it made sense. Like you'd run, you'd had about two years out of the sport and then um, it'd been about six months by that stage where you'd been pretty consistent running four or five times a week. Um, being, like if you looked at the week separately, it sort of looked pretty smart. Like you had a couple of days off and you were only sort of running, you know, 50, 60 minutes for your long run and, and things like that. But then you still got a stress fracture. I, show, I suppose that shows that, um, the body takes a while to adapt and, and to slowly get strong. Yeah, it was yeah. probably just kind of like week upon week, building and building without really ever taking a rest in there. Yep. Like we had the rest days and the shorter runs, but we yep. didn't really have a whole week off at all. Yes. So yeah. Probably just the build up over time. Yep. And learning where I need to maybe take a break sometimes for a bit longer. Yeah. Get extended. Yep. And it's so easy to get like um, caught up in it, isn't it? Like, especially when you are improving, it's like, oh you know, what if I aim for this race or what if I do that? And you, you're always thinking about the next goal. It's so easy to think that you're being lazy by taking a, an easier week or any a few easy days. Yeah, like having a long time out of it and I wasn't really enjoying it for a while and then getting back, starting to love running again and like really seeing results. It was hard to like have weeks off because I just wanted to run yeah. constantly and it's like I'd wake up and want to go for a run, yep. not take the week off, but like, Sometimes it is necessary yeah. in the long term. Oh, spot on. Like, it, you know, some, it's such a mismatch sometimes between what we want to do and what our body probably wants to do. Like, so what we mentally want to do and what we probably should do from a body body side of things. Um, Jess, you're actually, you're quite good at it, I reckon. Like, you're probably the most experienced um, of, of the group. Um, what have you learned over the years? Um, oh, always learning new things every year, I'd say. Recently, what you put me onto was um, practicing good movement with that book by Shane Benzie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you don't realize how much like your running can be impacted by, say, during the day if you're sitting on a chair slouched over or um, even just leaning on one leg for long periods of time. So yeah. Really um, dialing into that obsessive running personality and fine-tuning every single little part of your daily routine really helps yeah 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 yep. and becoming a bit more of an athlete um yep. yeah rather than a distance runner like <laughs> yeah. sort of that's been one of the big things that i've sort of tried to promote in the group um yeah in in, in um yeah recent times like um pete's really sort of buying into that pete dutton uh in the group um we felt like like you know he's been he's had to go through a hard sort of two or three months where he's been injured so rather than just um completely rest he's spent a bit more time in the gym and then in recently now that he's able to run a bit more he's doing more drills than he's ever done before so he's trying to become a bit more of a skilled mover and um yeah like he's appreciating that it's the whole body that runs not just your legs so getting a bit stronger through his torso and his arms and and moving um I guess a bit more trying to get us to move a bit more like Kenyans I guess like when you see them move across the ground they're so elastic and they move so gracefully and beautifully um, and then I, I think sometimes our sedentary lifestyle here um, in the western world where we're either sitting at uni or school or an office job um, we can um, lose some of that um, capacity to move really well and, and we get we get we forget how to move um, so yeah, that's been one thing that I've been pretty big on, like 
trying to do some exercises, um, whether it's the online exercise routines or, or gym gym routines. Um, anything else, Damo? Anything else that you sort of can reflect on the year and you're like, oh, yeah, um, that was, um, yeah, another big learning? It's only February. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think I can talk much more about what I learned without talking about results and stuff as well. Yeah, so let's go straight into your results. Um, uh, on the weekend, you ran um, another park run. Oh, you ran a park run, but you ran another PB. How many PBs is that in a row? Well, it's a few, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to keep the calorie yeah. straight. <laughs> that's not what's important to me, running the PB every go, but yeah, I've got a few going, yeah. You ran 15.48, which was uh, fantastic to do at 8 in the morning. Um, and it was at Marriott Waters Park Run. Um, you weren't too far off the record. I didn't think you were going to run that fast, to be honest. So you surprised me. You went out really quick, 2.56 for the first K. But something that I feel like's changed for you is a year ago, if you did that, you would not have been able to stay consistent for the last 4K and run 3.10, 3.12, 3.10, 3.12 uh, for the last uh, 4K of that. Um, you had your Nike kit on, um, the Alpha Flyers. Uh, you were dressed the part, dressed for the occasion. Um, yeah, it must have been pretty satisfying to to run your second ever sub sixteen, but to do it at a park run. I was telling Jess before, like we started this, that there's a pretty um, each K kind of reinforce the next. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think mindset's different from how it used to be as well. Where if I hadn't seen that two fifty six, it would have gone on no. Yeah. Now we're going to hold on. Whereas I saw that 2.56 and my initial reaction was, oh, that felt pretty good. Yep. I, and then I realized I only had to hold 3.15s to get under 16 minutes. So I kind of knew I had it in the bag from the first K. Um, and then the next K was like 3.09 and I was like, okay, this is another one. And yep. then punch through 3K and it's quicker than the time trial we did the other week. And then 4 and 5 and it was done. That was... um. Yeah, so so good to see. Blitzed it. Blitzed it. And I remember it would have been about two years ago now, I reckon, um, or maybe even less, um, but you were sort of like, oh, I would love to run a 1545 because at the time that was the national standard uh, to compete for Victoria at the National 5000 Championships. And at the time you were a 17-minute 5K runner. So for you, for you to actually get there and do it and make it become... A reality um, yeah it, it's it's pretty gratifying um, I'd say one of the biggest things as well as learning patience um, was the ability not to get injured like I think um, prior to this you were getting injured quite regularly and touch wood we stay injury free but um, would you would you agree like you you haven't had an injury for a little while now I've been yep. really consistent like in the gym and yep. um, just yeah but each week's just I'm really nitpicky on that kind of stuff and like I look after what I eat or at least try to and yeah, I don't know, just things just adds up and I keep showing up each week, I'm not missing days or yeah, it's just, yep. it's a good cycle. Yeah, oh, very good. Um, and then we'll stay on you, Damien, uh, not to be embarrassing, but um, yeah, 33.26 at Zadapec um, uh, for the 10,000. Uh, yeah, another another PB. Uh, 
you went out pretty quick in that race. Um, so you went out um, through 2K uh, in 6.26, so at 3.13 per kilometer or so, which was a little bit quicker than um, what we had planned. We wanted you to do 3.18, 3 or thereabouts. Um, uh, but yeah, you held on and held strong. Um, yeah, what do you remember from that race? Um, I'm not feeling as pretty as my 5K. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a real ticking over the laps um, yeah I don't feel very fond of it it was a tough run yep um, one of those painful kind of runs yeah and it was yeah it was just a grind but I finished it and that was an achievement in itself yep it was a bit windy up the back straight it was a late run in the Arvo I'm pretty happy with it um, pretty happy with it for now I'm happy to leave my 10k for a little bit yeah no, good good and then um, before we move on to Bevan, um, you've um, got the Box Hill Burn uh, 5K um, next Tuesday. Um, uh, so that's a goal that you've been targeting. And then from there, it's on to the Geelong Half Marathon, uh, which you're pretty excited about because that's kind of more your wheelhouse. Um, you're always destined to be sort of a, a longer distance runner. Um, so you excited about those two races? Yeah, it's all Box Hill. Trying to finish my park run going, I don't know how I'm going to back this up. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, we'll see what happens. It was a good ego boost last weekend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the half, we booked it this week. Got accommodation, just kind of feeling real now. Yeah. Um, yeah, just got to get through this 5K first. Yeah. Um, Bevan, um, yeah, it was so good to see you run um, under, oh, well, to yeah under your dad's time at, at uh park run um so um to break the family record for um the hastings park run and park run in general um with a 1623 and after like like we alluded to before you, you did have like a, a pretty decent injury with that base of fifth metatarsal stress fracture last year and to to slowly um and just consistently chip away and and not do anything um exciting in training for a long time so you were really patient for two or three months at the back end of last year there was no races on the cards with covid and then when it, when a, a race finally popped up when we were finally allowed to do park run i remember chatting to your mum and she said oh or it might have been you but you said oh i've got a, a countdown clock going um for this race you're pretty excited um for that um first park run and then you did the second park run and and went even quicker um yeah, you must must be pretty wrapped with your shape right now because you, you two are going into the Box Hill Burn 5K uh, next week. Yeah, so I was pretty excited for Parkrun to get back and it was good to get the family like 5K record. <laughs> take the shorter distances, still a while till I get Dad's longer ones probably. Yeah. But moving nicely, feeling good. Hopefully get a good result at Box Hill and just excited to be racing again sort of. That's awesome. And a big shout out to Jason Stevens from Lake Boga. Um, your uh, 4% Nike runners that you've kindly donated to the group are going to Bevan. Um, so he'll be donning your shoes um, in the in the coming um, year or so. Um, so yeah, Be like Bevan was pretty appreciative of, of them. So thanks so much for that. A pretty kind gesture. Um, but yeah, very deserving, deserving uh, runner. Because um, yeah, being pretty wrapped to see your career so far Bevan like um and you've got a lot of potential um you ended up doing the mile um uh at 
at Myler's Club as well because um, you got speed to burn. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was an exciting race. The whole squad was watching it on the live stream. Um, talk us through that race. Oh, super fun race. Good to be back out on the track, which I haven't done for a long time, yeah. probably like two years since I've raced on the track and not used to the shorter distances really. So just went out, probably didn't get the greatest start, but built back into it because it was a bit of a slow start for everyone. Yep. And then got to 600 and pushed up towards the front and just got out kicked final 400. I think I ended up with a 439, which also bet my dad's mile record, <laughs> which I was pretty happy about. So had a good run, really enjoyed it and got a lot of motivation to get back to track racing as well instead of just 5k cross country sort of races yep what's the aim for box hill burn um next tuesday not to put like um uh like you don't have you don't have to say a time if you don't want to but um yeah what what do you hope to do um probably go as close to 16 as i can sub 16 would be awesome whether or not i can do do that at the moment i'm not sure but yeah go out for it and just enjoy the race do what i can yep and we might add that you're moving up to Geelong, so you're going to Deakin Uni, you got into zoology. Um, so, um, yeah, actually moving up this weekend. So pretty exciting time for you and, um, yeah, pretty exciting year ahead. Yeah, super excited. Love, I'm loving the look of the course. Yeah. Looks, think it will be good running up in Geelong too. Yeah. Jump in some groups up there and then just enjoy the year, see what happens next year. I, at this stage, I think I'll continue. Yeah. But we'll see what goes on. It's been a course that you've been pretty excited to do and, and been sort of um, aiming for for a while now. Yeah, like yeah. it's always been, since early primary school days, it's always been something that I've sort of wanted to do. So very excited for it. Good to get into it. It's cool. Um, Jess, uh, onto your track season. We, we uh, started the um, seasons um, with a lot of base work. Y- you were amazing with helping me with a lot of training sessions for the 50k uh, and then um you had a 10k in bendigo where you really put it out there um you did another 10k in november as well so we sort of um started the the track season with a lot of base work and then we sort of shifted our focus to the 1500s in january um how, how did you find they went um you had a bit of a losing streak early on <laughs> Yeah, it was a slow start to the season. Yep. Like, I think the first two races were dead last, but the progression since then has been each race better than the last. And I sort of feel like I've been training better than racing. I don't know if you agree. Oh, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. I, we think that, yeah, like especially, um, I don't know, I just feel like there's some, you're right, you're right there. Like I feel like the, the that you're in pretty good shape. Um it's not to say that you haven't been um, racing well. It's just yeah. like you have been racing well. It's just like you haven't done a PB this season, which is just what happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And seeing as though um, there hasn't been much racing yeah. well, over the past year, I know it's sort of feel pretty um, like when planning ahead for the next race, it's almost like you don't want to miss it because you yeah. don't know. Yep. If um, if it's even gonna happen, yeah. Uh huh. Yep. So happy to keep doing lots of racing. Yeah. That fifteen fifteen at Park Run that you did at Hastings for the course record. So, um, uh, that's a pretty um amazing time. Um, not many people can run that quick on a Saturday morning at eight o'clock. Um, 
for a park run. Hastings, for those that haven't done it, is all gravel and um, I wouldn't say it's the fastest course. It's flat, but it can get a little bit windy out there um, and you can be dodging a few people on that second lap. Um, did you just feel awesome on that day? I think so, because yes. expectations weren't that high. Yep. And, um, yeah, didn't go out expecting a time or anything, so was a bit shocked looking at the watch, crossing the line to see 15-15, because was expecting like 15-50, so can't be disappointed at all. And you had the little group rivalry that you've, you've had with um, your long-term uh, training training buddy, um, Lockie Eno. Um, he certainly sort of put the pressure on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always... I know there's some people who you enjoy <laughs> racing against, <laughs> but I don't know, he'll, he'll get one back over me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was good to see you go, guys go hammer and tong. Um, that sort of put us in a good headspace uh, for uh, about 10 days later after that we were like okay if you can do that in a park run then I reckon you know you're looking in good shape for this we're, we're timing it perfectly for the state 5k um, about a week out we ended up doing a 3k time trial in training um, it was a pretty hot night like it was 29 28 to 29 degrees and and you ended up going um, sub nine in training, um, like an 8.57. Uh, yeah, talk us through um, that race at the state champs, the Vic state champs, a, a week after that 3K and, and um, yeah, ha- how it went. Because um, you, you spent everything out there, you, you raced really hard and, and when you finished, you felt like you couldn't have given any, any more, which is all that we ask. Um, yeah, how, how do you feel that went? Um, yeah, I think... Going into the race, I'd set pretty high expectations, so you can contrast that with Hastings, almost. Um, So, with the result, I would say I was a little bit disappointed, but, yeah, that being said, I couldn't have... uh, I spent all my tickets out there, (laughs) I couldn't have gone any harder. And we sat down and did a post-race video review with (laughs) Asvic TV, which sort of um showed a couple of points where i might have made different decisions and yeah just to um i guess assert myself in the race more yeah Yeah. but even then like i reckon uh i learned something from that post-race um recap too as a coach like i feel like you're already a pretty autonomous natural racer um you probably don't i probably overcoached you a little bit like the the day before and said um something along the lines of like if someone if someone you know goes off the front then you don't have to cover every move like um like just maybe just catch them slowly and then how it ended up um for those that didn't see the race about halfway into the race um just just uh sort of got stuck behind a person and then suddenly the the lead seven runners got about 10 meters suddenly on you um and then it was the first thing in your head was, and this just shows how good a listener you are. Um, you're like, oh, I better catch the group slowly um, and not, not overexert myself. Um, but I think, and then I was kicking myself when I heard that because I was like, well, if I didn't say anything, I bet you you would have just tried to go for it and tried to catch that group, and and then maybe um, you wouldn't have been time trolling the rest of the race, sort of solo by yourself, and you might have got sucked along a little. Um, so. I think that's something that I've learned this year is um, there's times where you have to say something, but there's also times where you 
it's just better to be quiet and let the athlete work it out themselves. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Probably could have used a bit of common sense. <laughs> there, no, but, I, 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 I don't know. I think I was probably just over-confusing things. I think sometimes you just trust your gut and, and your natural race instinct and you're like, nah, I need to go. Or um, And then if I'm just <laughs> over-complicating things, sometimes you don't, you're like, oh, should I go or shouldn't I go? And you question it and then suddenly yeah. it's too late. Um, yeah, but then what about... Um, want to go over training because we have done a lot of training together as a group um damien what's your favorite kind of training um i i know what it is but like what like what what sessions have you really enjoyed over the last year um yeah what sessions do you feel like you get the fittest off and which ones do you really look forward to well i the first session that comes to mind is um, helping you out with your Mara sessions, doing 1K floats on and off. Yep. Um, that just comes so easy to me. Just. Why do you like them? Because it's just, you get to run for a little bit <coughs> and then you get to change pace. You get a pretty solid run out of it, but you're not burning. It's like you finish the run and you're like, yeah, I could have done a couple more of that or I could have added a couple, like taken a couple seconds off each rep or. Yep. But it still looks good. It's just. It's a river session. Yeah. Um, but then when it comes to what do I get fittest off, like thinking about the park run I did, you had me doing hills and stuff and I was doing 400s in under 70 seconds and like as much as I hated every second of all of those sessions, I don't think I was running as fast as I did without doing that as well as those longer sessions. Yep. Like I think that's what I get fitter off. No, it's a good point. Uh, we just Pete's just um, arrived after work, so welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks for having me. That's <laughs> <laughs> good to have you. Like, this is the record number of people that we've had, um, so it's pretty fitting that this is the hundredth episode. Um, Damien, um, it's funny that you say that because about three weeks ago you're like, "Oh, I hate two hundreds. Like, why do I have to do the two hundreds?" Um, Sounds like your mindset has changed a little bit. Not necessarily. The 200s, I'm talking more about on the day that I could have just jogged. Like, yeah. if it was meant to be like a recovery week or something, yeah. I'd prefer to just jog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's, for me, it's the least exciting session. Yeah. It's like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'd rather just go and run for an hour. Yeah, yeah. But then you sort of appreciate the but like, the necessity to still, um, even though you're, I don't know, you will be a marathoner through and through and you are a slow twitch guy and you like those kind of longer sessions that you've done with me, you do understand the necessity of still doing some hill reps and um, and some faster stuff. Yeah. 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 It has its place. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've come up with um, any sessions that you like um, or that you enjoy or that you feel like you've got the fittest off, but um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Probably like the ones with more static recovery. Yep. Not just the constant floats and running all the time. So some fast 400s with like static recovery or I'm pretty excited for some 1K reps tonight I think we're doing. Yep, yep, yep. Enjoy that, just some fast 1Ks. Just I'm not always the biggest person on just floats and... That's what you're used to, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm used to more static, which is... I think that's what you're good at too. So yeah, when I was growing up, I was exactly the same, like... uh, when I um, trained with Matt Davy a lot, Mattress, um, we trained together for seven years and one week I would um, be better at the 400s with the one minute static recovery and I'd, 
I, I knew I, I was fitter than him and, and better at him at that session. And then the very next week, we do quarters with the 45-second float 200. Same distance, so 400s, eight, eight 400s, but with a different recovery technique. And he would absolutely take me to the cleaners. Um, so it's, it, But when I got better at that session, my performance improved. So it was funny how sometimes working on your weaknesses is actually the session that actually makes you a, a better runner. Um, but yeah, I, I totally understand. Like you do look like you're a speed machine. So I can see what, and it's sort of what you're used to. So I can see why you'd like those sessions. Yeah, with you saying that, the first time we did quarters, I think it was with Damo. Yep. And he told me beforehand, it's a hard session. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't look that hard on paper. <laughs> and I got to about five and he just completely dropped me. Yeah. I was like, oh no, this is really hard. And since yep. then, that session's always been one I don't look forward to doing. Yeah, no, it's, um, they get so tough at five or six, doesn't it? Um, yeah, you can be feeling really good at three or four and then it just sort of kicks in like your heart rate just doesn't go down. It just keeps going up. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Jess? Uh, I know it's difficult to play like favourites with a particular type of session because I sort of have been enjoying a bit of the variety of everything at the moment. Um, that said, I'd say the sessions which I'd gain the most fitness off are the ones where I know you'd write that where you see it on the program and it's the time and you think, oh, that's going to be difficult to achieve because it's sort of maybe pushing race pace or maybe even quicker than race pace, but yep. with a bit of recovery. Yeah. So it's, I guess, almost more of a mental training than a physical um, response. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have been mixing it up lately with you. Um, like on Tuesday, you did um, that fifteen hundred meter kind of session where you did two sets of three five hundred. So essentially, two fifteen hundreds broken up, and you did it all at race pace. So sort of four minute to sub four minute uh, fifteen hundred pace. Um, you trained really well. Uh, how'd you find that session? Um, well, I worked during the day and was sort of going into it feeling a little bit mentally tired and not sure of whether I was going to be able to even maintain through the pace in the first set. So I know, but I know once you start and get moving, then it's sort of like um, just focusing on one rep at a time and um, yeah, I know, it felt good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you started, yeah. It's been um, a tricky um, off season. Um, uh, like what I like coaching you last year, I felt like we overdid the speed work and the focus on all the all the quality and the eight hundreds. And you finished the season with a sore Achilles, and then probably like um, I felt like uh, you were going better at the start of the season when we were sort of more focusing on five k training. So this season, I tried to sort of like focus on. Um, yeah, sort of really getting you in prime shape for the 5K, hoping that your 15 would just get better as well with the occasional 1500 session. Tonight you're doing like a sort of just a strong run, like a progress, like a run where you just runs quite at a strong pace for a long time. Um, I think I've got you for an hour. One yeah, hour one tempo, yeah. Yeah, tempo. So you're doing a variety of sessions. Um, you're pretty fit at the moment. So it's sort of just keeping it interesting, I guess, with that variety um, so that you don't get stale and stagnant for the rest of the 
you've got three more weeks for track season and then it's on to cross country. Um, yeah. What are you looking forward to, I guess, um, for the rest of the season and then going forward? Uh, well, I think there's still unfinished business with the uh, 1500. I know Van Griffiths wants to break four minutes over 15, so yep. I know, take him on in a race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try and um, get bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. But then after that, yeah, focus on cross country and look towards Gold Coast 10K. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we said that. Um, yeah, we're going to have a hopefully a pretty good contingent going up to Gold Coast. It sounds like nearly everyone in the in Victorian distance running is thinking about Gold Coast. Um, uh, let's just hope that COVID... Um, Don't let Victorians in. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's great. Um, Pete, you um, come straight from work. Um, great effort once again. Um, you've been through a pretty lean last three to four four bumps with injury but you're coming out the other side we started the podcast talking about everyone's learnings um over the last year or so what have you learned over the last uh four or five say months like getting through this injury and um yeah what what have you learned um in in this time that's a good question um i've probably learned to appreciate running a bit more in the sense that I always probably took it to, for granted more than I should have. Like, oh, I won't run today. I'll just I can do it tomorrow. But then as soon as you get injured, it's like, all right, I wish I appreciated those small runs a lot more than I did. And I probably also went even like through the injury process that I can actually break. And being relentless is a good thing, but it can also be my undoing. Yep. So I need to learn to chill and relax a bit more. When yeah. So yeah, that's probably my biggest takeaways from from this whole last probably four months. Nice. And like not be like when you are running and everything's going well, not be like so one eyed and and just like um, everything all eggs in one basket. Like just and being able to chill and relax. And right now I'm not even thinking about races. I'm just yeah. I'm enjoying just putting one foot in front of the other and. Yep. right now that's kind of a good enough place to be in yeah that's actually yeah that's a really good um uh mindset like i had a few people last year one guy that comes to mind that i treated as a physio who was coming back from a stress fracture he needed to um try to get up or he wanted to get up to 120 k's a week because that's what they were doing in the collegiate system at the college in america that he was supposed to go to um, but like he was only learning to, to run again. Like, um, so he was at like learning to run three times a week uh, for 20 minutes. Um, and he, he kept thinking about what he had to do uh, in six months time rather than focusing on just, um, all right, this week, let's learn how to run three times this week. And, and next week, let's, let's learn how to run four times. And so I think sometimes you, you get, so like if he had his way, he'd be running six days and, he'd be like trying to chase that 120 Ks and he'd just get another injury. So I think sometimes being able to go, oh, okay, this is what I want to achieve, but if I um, just work with where I'm at now, um, then I'm more likely to achieve that. So like, and then, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, this guy is back up to 120 Ks now um, and he actually achieved it in six months. I think largely because he 
he was focusing on the short term and and sort of training his body with how how what it was ready for rather than like forcing it so he just viewed this the what what am i ready for this week what am i ready for next week rather than going oh i, I need to do this and getting carried away and then making poor decisions yeah that's that's exactly right i didn't want to i pretty much had written off not racing on the track because i didn't I didn't want to come back too soon thinking, all right, I could squeeze in one race before track season ends, or maybe two if I get back fit enough. There was no... It was, all right, first round across country, that's a starting point. Anything before that, I don't, kind of don't want to know about it. Yeah. And that was just a sensible approach that kind of worked, and we just slowly went from there. And It sounds simple, but it's amazing um, how often... I see runners where they're like, oh, but I'm, I'm entered for this race in two weeks' time. And it's just totally physiologically impossible to be ready with where they're at from an injury point of view, a strength point of view, and where their training's at. Um, so getting the initial end goal right and giving yourself enough time is the starting point. And then everything actually works better because you've got a realistic um, expectation of what you should be trying to aim for. Yeah, and I know we're trying to build me into a better athlete, so I know that I trust in the process that we're doing here, and I know that I'm going to come back when I'm ready better than I were. Yeah. And that's exciting. Speak of that, like what have you been trying to do to become a better athlete? I've pretty much been in the gym nonstop for the last <laughs> probably three months. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even longer. Since probably December, I yeah. we were in the gym. Yeah. And trying to just put on size really yeah if you look at your brother your brother's got pretty strong shoulders and i reckon you're starting to fill out and um get a little bit of that i mean it's about time it's been 23 years of not filling out to be <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh on tuesday i had to double take um you're starting to actually um execute some of the drills that we do pre pre-run you're definitely giving them more of a focus like you used to sort of view them as like um, a bit of a nothing kind of uh, gap filler. Um, now you're giving them the attention they deserve. Yeah, I think you, when you saw how bad I was at drills, I think you kind of thought that, oh, he won't practice with them at home. <laughs> I tell him to, but he won't. <laughs> and I kind of knew that, so I started actually doing them after every run. Yeah, I could tell. Like I could 100% tell on Tuesday. You're definitely improving, and if you improve at that rate, then... Um, it's it's going to be cool to see um, what kind of fallout that has on your running. Yeah, I'm excited to see what cross-country season has in store for us. Nice. Um, so where's your training at right now? Uh, it's somewhere in between being able to run every day, but I still have work to do. Yep. So I'll leave it at that. And yeah. Listeners can read into that as much as they want or... I yep. mean, it's on Strava, so I'm not really hiding my training or anything. Yep. There's a few moments where you wanted to get off Strava, um, but I was sort of e egging you to just stay on Strava and ride the ride the hard times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I come close a couple of times from just not uploading. And yeah. More, it's more exciting when I my comeback race if people don't really know what sort of shape I'm in and surprise <laughs> a few people. Yep. <laughs> and you've entered the Gold Coast Half Marathon 
Um, so what are your goals there? Um, like you mentioned that you wanted to get right for cross-country season and, and slowly work your way into shape um, over the cross-country season. First round, you might not completely um, blow it, blow like um, you might not be in perfect shape, but then I think round by round, you'll find your strength as the season goes. Um, what are your aims for the cross-country season and at Gold Coast? Well, firstly, Gold Coast, right now I don't really have any expectations. I'm kind of just letting whatever unfolds, whatever shape I get in, just be what it is. I'm not really forcing it. If I turn up and I'm in shape enough to run close to my PB, that'd be good. Or if I run 90 minutes and that's what it is, I'm content with really just being out there, putting the race kit back on and just being part of something again. Yeah. Because, I mean, with all with COVID and everything and then getting injured, it's probably been, by the time Gold Coast rolls around, it'd be probably 18 months since I've stepped on a proper start line in a legitimate competitive race. So it'd be exciting. And cross-country, I just want to get back around the bale pigs. and <laughs> It's Frank, way, Frankson bale pigs. It's been um, way too long. Yeah, that's the name of um, the Frankson uh, cross-country outfit. Um, and there's a pretty big rivalry between Frankston and the Mornington Peninsula um, uh, MPAC um, uh, guys down here on the Mornington Peninsula. Um, so that's only healthy and um, it's, it's only p- um, pushing p- the running distance running on the Mornington Peninsula. Yeah, the, to say it's a rivalry is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I'm sure you have MPAC listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad that one of the main driving forces um, of uh, Mornington Peninsula cross-country team, Ethan, is over in America, um, uh, because otherwise we don't hear the end of it. Um, So he he left in January, um, and he was slowly trying to work his way back um, from another injury, third injury that he had last year. So... Um, a bit out of the loop with Ethan and not sure how he's going, but I'm sure he's um, slowly working his way back um, over at the same college. Dylan Burrows is um, really performing well. Um, Jess is good friends with Dylan and provides us with regular updates. And recently Dylan ran a 151, which was his first PB uh, in two or three years um, after two years of being on their sidelines injured. Uh, so good to see Dylan run a 151 for 800. Um, yeah indoor as well yeah so that's no, great to see and it shows that uh persistence and hard work and just sticking at it um often pays off in running but sometimes those good times can be two or three or four years apart um yeah and then um from the rest of the group um Lockie watson and um joel um are still, mcgill are still sort of plugging away training hard um liam um, Hemingway uh, ran an amazing um, 33.10 PB just recently, about three weeks ago, solo on the track, which was really cool to see. He's got the 2K Beach State Champs coming up. And then Ben Griffith um, has been steadily plugging away, managing his injury-riddled body um, quite well, actually, over the last four to five months. He's slowly getting um, a bit better at decision-making with his training and um slowly managing to be more consistent it's definitely the most consistent he's been for a very long time he's going to do the 1k next week at the box hill burn meet and that's pretty good update uh damien anything else that you thought might be good to talk about or um that comes to mind 
I'm a bit on the spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything good for you. I'm Anyone sure. else? No. Pete? No. Devin? Jess? I think that was pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good rap. Um, 100 episodes. Yeah, 100 episodes. Um, that's a pretty good achievement too. Um, I'm slowly getting a little bit more proficient um, at presenting, um, but still working on it. That's something else I've learned. What was your <laughs> What was your favourite interviews that you did out of the hundred? Oh, that's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to like um, play favourites because um, everyone was so generous with their time, and um, you know, uh, they don't. Ha- no one has to like do it. They can uh, kindly. Um, say no um or most like interesting story i probably should say yeah i really liked um the recent sam tanner one i just um enjoyed uh his personality i I thought uh he's someone that just person just because of his personality i think he'll go a long way um because he's got that nice combination between being able to relax and be pretty chilled but then also being confident in his ability and um yeah, I think that, like, I don't know, you could just see it. And um, he was really easy to talk to, um, fun to fun to interview. Um, but, yeah, I've learned a heap doing these interviews, and that's half the reason I've done it, because I enjoy learning. And um, I started the year interviewing a lot of coaches, and um, the aim was to just learn from some of the best coaches that, or some of the coaches that I knew um, and try to pick their brains. Um and then I sort of, you know, progressed for a while and interviewed a few health professionals and physios that I thought were interesting or who I, who I actually um, found interesting. But that's what I've found is some of the stuff that I find interesting, not necessarily everyone else finds interesting. So uh, I've learned along the way to probably, um, yeah, just ask, uh, yeah, each person I interviewed to, to sort of recommend a person or two. And, um, and then I've just been following, I've enjoyed just going down rabbit holes and, um, and uh, definitely when you ask other people about, oh, who do you reckon I should interview, you come up with all these other uh, really interesting people that you didn't even think of. Um, so I've enjoyed just going down those rabbit holes and uh, definitely could, I can honestly say that I've learned something from everyone. So of all these uh, hundred episodes, I've learned something every time I've chatted to people. So that's the importance of, uh, of talking and, and um, sharing ideas and and I had someone yesterday that came in um, purely because he heard the, heard the podcast and I treated him for his Achilles and he, he, he listens to the podcast um, religiously every week. So to have people reach out and say stuff like that when, um, you know, otherwise you'd never even heard of them or, um, and then they just come out and, and just reach out and uh, yeah, that, that's quite gratifying as well. So to, to know that it's having an impact um, uh, a, a greater impact um, and to know that the listeners and the growth of the podcast is growing every week is really gratifying as a physio that's trying to make a difference and um, and it's definitely it definitely can make a bigger difference with something like this than treating one person um, every hour uh, in, in the four walls of your clinic like you can definitely make a lasting impression on someone in that time but you know if I can reach more more people in a, on a global scale um audience um you're more likely to 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 change um some of the some of the misconceptions that you feel that are quite common in the running community um and and have a greater impact so that's what i've, I've enjoyed from enjoyed doing um with yeah, it all. very mature answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah yeah i don't want to 
I don't want to play favourites because, yeah, I, I literally could say that I've learnt, like I just sort of appreciated everyone's time and, and whatever they've, whatever new thing that they've come up with that I was, I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, so, yeah, I think that everyone's got something to add. Um, yeah, good question, Pete. <laughs> that's plenty. That's 46 minutes. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for your time. It's 4.09. It's time to head to training, so another session. Well done, guys. I've really enjoyed coaching all of you and, uh, and the extended group. Um, it's been really fulfilling and something that's um, made, you know, it's definitely, um, you know, something that I'm really passionate about and, and hope to do for a, a long time. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on and thanks for being such a good bunch. Cheers for having us. Yes, yeah. cheers. Nice. All right, cool.